0: Yo, check check
1: this out. Caleb, I love you with all my heart, but you are yeah. not talented. These guys put a hot-smoking Ottawa band on the litter or test. Best podcast ever.
0: Welcome back to We Should Jam Sometime, episode 107. Woo. Wow. We're here with Sam from Plants. One of my favorite bands of all time. One of the most underrated rock bands in the entire universe <laughs> <laughs> is is Plants.
1: We've scoured the universe for underrated bands.
0: Yeah. And you guys keep coming up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're at the center of it all. Uh, what's going on? Uh, not a lot. Uh, just trying to prepare stuff for the new album that's going to be coming out very very soonly nice hell yeah
0: you guys got like hella delayed because of covid right to record you were supposed to record like right at the start of covid were you not
1: yeah i think we were supposed to do i think it was april 2020 i'm like it's weird like thinking now like trying to like even just the last year and a half like my timeline is so fucked up because once covid hit like i just lost sense of time but I think I think when COVID did hit, it was like it, it totally derailed everything. Like we had everything ready to go. We had rehearsed, we were practiced, we had done all the things that we felt we should do to prep. And then it was like, Oh, guess what? Uh the world is doing this now. So it was yeah, it was just crazy.
0: Yeah, I I just I remember um I remember I think before covid was like a thing max was telling me that you guys were going to the studio and everything and then and then i just remember him being like yeah it got rebooked for september And i was like jesus christ like that's yeah, like big jump yeah it seems like such a huge weight and then it's just funny to think like ah dude shit'll be open up by then yeah yeah that's what everyone was saying <laughs> and then it's like no never mind
1: yeah it was yeah i mean it was weird too just like i don't know i mean you guys know like before you go into the studio like you rehearse your ass off and you're like pumped and you you know you have an image of yourself going to the studio and doing it and then like when that is just totally you know pushed aside and uh disrupted it's 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 a mind fuck, and then you have like yeah between we had between April and September and I'm just like what do I do with myself? I guess I have a bunch of time now to do creative things. So like I did that and I just wrote songs and stuff, but it was just, it wasn't pleasant because it was so unexpected. And like, you know, by the time we went into the studio, thankfully, like when we did go into the studio, because it had been delayed for so long, like we, like we knocked out all of our songs in like record time like i don't remember how many days it was but like i think it was like six songs done in like four days or something three days maybe like we were just um so that was the you know that was a good thing that we were just like we were so over prepared because of that delay i feel like it would be like
2: tempting for me to start like just like messing around with the tunes oh yeah like you'd just start yeah, just needlessly tweaking things. Right? Mm. Yeah. <laughs>
0: just adding layers or like this chorus actually isn't that good. Let's
2: totally abandon it and yeah. restart. <laughs> like, was it was it how uh how much did things kind of remain, you know, the the way you had planned on going to the studio initially?
1: I am too neurotic to not do what you just described. <laughs> yeah. So, what happened was I think the instrumentation remained pretty much unchanged except for a few a few things like there there's a part in our song be another that like sticks out to me also sorry my voice cracks a lot um <laughs> there's a part in our song be another that sticks out that ethan added something to i know like maybe a month before we went in um other than that the instrumentation was pretty much left alone and i was left to just obsess over my lyrics and vocal melodies And those changed quite a bit, I think. Not maybe not the melodies as much, but the lyrics um, definitely changed by the time that we went to the studio. Um, But I think also like like when I'm writing stuff, like I will be writing till the eleventh hour, at least lyrically. So even though we got shut down because of COVID, like I was still in the process of kind of revising my lyrics and stuff um so like it wasn't that different in that respect but it, it was definitely very tempting during those summer months to just obsess and be like you know how good is this is it good enough can I change it um and I and I think that <laughs> sorry to ramble I think that that's obviously like when you're an artist that's kind of like the kiss of death when you're like, I have all this time on my hands to revise and revise and revise. And then you end up shooting yourself in the foot. I do think that I avoided that, thankfully. Um, but for me, that's definitely always <laughs> a possibility because I will go to that place. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I think we all do.
2: For sure, yeah.
0: I think it was, it was weird over this like year to be writing songs and then being like, I guess we'll go record and not having like ever played them live. Like, I think just like, especially as bands, like, that's what you do. Like, you kind of write a song and then you go, you know, you test it and then maybe you rewrite or whatever and then you record it when you know people like it. And like, it was weird to like go record two songs for like for us or whatever and be like, I mean, I believe in these songs, but like, I I have no idea if people like them They have not not. been group tested. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's such a weird thing to be like, we're pretty sure these are good and like, we're committed to go recording them hopefully people like them. Cause I don't even have the like sample size of like our local community. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think we played, we played at the bovine sex club in Toronto in, I think it was January of 2020. And I think we played every song from the EP at that show, like our new EP that's coming out. But other than that, like that was the only show that we did with the, with the songs in their entirety and even at that point like i was still fucking around with vocal melodies a little bit and lyrics um yeah it's kind of scary going in blind yeah i would not like doing that
0: (laughs) (laughs) um well dude what i've heard so far sounds great i know i think max sent me be another when you guys got like a mix back and that was fucking cool and then obviously Mm. float away is out now that song sounds fucking cool it's also like a it's it's not, like, it's it's more laid back than, I think, like, the last EP. I wasn't, I was going to say, like, it's a different vibe. I don't think it's a different vibe. It's just a more laid back tune, uh, which is also, like, an interesting one to go with for the first single.
1: That was definitely Max's idea to go with Float Away for the first single. That was also, songwriting's weird, man. Like, Float Away, maybe my memory is off a little bit, but... My memory of writing that song was that I came in with the riff, the da, na, 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 na 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 and from there, like the four of us just created the song within like forty five minutes. Like Ethan, I remember, like it was definitely the most collaborative song that we have on the album, and it took the least amount of time. I think, like you know, instrumentation, melody lyrics i think that one took the least amount of time um and yeah and it's interesting that it's 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 the one that i stressed out about the least and it's the one that ended up being the first single and the response has been really good and i think maybe it is because it's you know a bit of a different vibe it's it's i i don't know how people perceive it because this like the lyrical the lyrical content's kind of dark in a way but yeah i'm I'm pretty happy with how people are uh responding to it
0: yeah I, I just think like well lyrical content's usually never like the first thing that people like pick up on right mm-hmm. like that's always something like when you love the song you're like oh dude these lyrics are fucked <laughs> or, like, or like or like oh i didn't hear that or whatever mm. whatever it is right like it's always yeah, just yeah. like how does the full yeah, song the genre hit vibe me? or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be, that'll be in like a couple of months when people will be like, yo, this song's
1: dark. Oh, what wow.
0: <laughs>
1: and, that's, and that's how I listen to music too. Like I'm the same way. The lyrics are kind of, I think for a long time, well, I know for a long time that I was trying to be pretty not obvious with my lyrics. And I think that was partially just me being like, well, you know, if I can leave them kind of ambiguous, then maybe they can sort of reach people in a less specific way and people can kind of, you know, add their own meaning to the lyrics. Um, Like, I always think of, like, Noel Gallagher saying, like, what the fuck is Champagne Supernova about? It's about nothing. But, like, everybody picks their own meaning and kind of applies it to those lyrics that otherwise are meaningless, you know? With this record, I tried to make every song about something. Like, everything... Every lyric on this album is, it's about something. And I was scared to do that. But I think it actually worked out pretty good, hopefully.
2: Yeah, being transparent we'll is pretty scary in songwriting. where It's like, totally oh, shit, be. I'm being very forward about what yeah. <laughs> what I'm talking about. Yeah. People are going to actually, they're gonna have questions now. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Dude, when my mom hears this, she's going to be like,
2: what did this mean?
1: I was listening to that song, Craig, that you have. Um, I think it's called The Way We Used To yeah, Be. Yeah, yeah. The Way It Used To Be.
2: I appreciate that. Thanks for listening to that.
1: Yeah, it's it's awesome. I I was trying to pin down like what it reminded me of. There're just like certain moments that kind of remind me of uh I guess like oh, I don't know, like um like something like from the Imagine album by Lennon, I think. Oh, yeah. Like
2: that's fucking cool.
1: <laughs> kind yeah, kind of like I mean, I know that that album's kind of like expansive but there's there's something about it but anyways like that song's a really good example of something lyrically where you're like you listen to it and you're like this song is about this yeah totally and right yeah and those and i and i haven't really i hadn't done that before so much before this album so that was that was fun to get into
0: i think like i was also too like the specific well i was gonna fuck that word up (laughs) being being like really specific about about uh a song that's like specific to your life it's still i don't think like i don't know what the word like alien it doesn't alienate your listener though still because like that like being specific about something like somebody can still like be like oh well that reminds me though of like this instant that happened to me Mm. so like i think being specific is almost better than trying to be like Va- it's kind of like we've been talking a lot mm. about bo burnham there's that like bo burnham like pop song yeah uh, song yeah, yeah. that he has just about how i love like,
2: your eyes in their bluish brownish greenish color <laughs> yeah yeah because <laughs> like, yeah.
0: like that's then like almost like just becomes empty because you're like yeah you're just trying to appeal where like if you're specific like people will still find their own meaning dude like modern
2: thing. baseball fucking just like yeah. just like here's here's this this Setting of the party, yeah, you know yeah. What I mean, like, yeah. I'm describing the couch to yeah. you. This is the specifics. Mm-hmm. Of everything. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. But with that same thing, though, then right, you're like everybody's been in that that student house. That's like, yeah, I know that couch, even though <laughs> yeah. like, even though your couch was blue and this one was like plaid. Like, it's still the same. Like, everybody's been there.
1: Yeah, everybody's got a couch. <laughs> I have a couch too. Whoa. Bro, you have a couch? I got one also. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's
2: fucking weird. How to sell 4 million units. Yeah. <laughs> That's so fucking weird. <laughs>
0: oh man all right we can uh let's 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 move on to something else and then we'll come back to your your uh your little band that you got going <laughs> <on>. <laughs> <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> a little, it's it's also hilarious a Ragtag
1: group of mis- yeah. you got over there <laughs> yeah.
0: for the people listening you're not going to be able to tell because i'm an editing wizard but there's like a second and a half leg between us talking and and uh, Sam hearing us so it's hilarious because we say something and there's just this like second and a half of watching Sam finish hearing what we say
1: <laughs> and then <laughs> respond so, so that's what's going on <laughs> but well yeah I, it's taking it's taking a great deal of mental energy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um.
0: okay well Sam we I sent you two things yesterday do you want to talk about Spotify first or mm. 21 Pilots first? Oh, no. <laughs> and Craig has no idea what either one of Dude. these is. Dude.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, no. Not 21 Pilots. Dude, Jeff
2: Bezos is going up in a rocket like this week. <laughs> <laughs> it's time of that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think the Spotify
0: thing will be a longer conversation.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I think the Spotify one is a longer conversation. It's also like I, I, I want to be totally forthcoming. I don't know that much about the issues that these articles are touching on but i'm very interested in learning more about them. the first one with 21 pilots so correct me if i'm wrong this is the sitch right uh, so rather than going to a town and playing one show at one particular venue for one night, you're going to a town, you're playing multiple venues within that town over the course of multiple nights. That's kind of the idea, right? Yes,
0: that's what it seems to be. So for Craig, who I don't, you don't know what's going on? Okay.
1: Yeah, but even just that little blurb,
2: I I get, I'm behind that already. Yeah. Okay,
0: so, so go like, for it. They're basically like going, they book like, whatever, like 10 cities, but then they're playing like five shows in each city right but th- so they'll
2: play like new york yes yeah. so, right. or
0: so like for example like they'll play london right and then right. but they're gonna do a show at like call the office and right. then they're gonna do a show at rum runners then they're gonna do a show at music hall then right. they're gonna go to budweiser gardens so like they're playing but like, so
2: they're playing clubs
0: yeah they're playing at like a small intimate venue holy and then like shit moving up in size Which is like an interesting. So like, I only know this based off of one TikTok that I saw, and was like, "Oh, that's interesting." We'll talk about that on the show, and that's the all the research I did. (laughs) But because this person in the TikTok was trying to like sell it as like this is the future of touring, which I don't know if that's true, but it's an interesting way to tour.
2: Well, it's almost it's almost the past of touring where people would like show up in a town. Like, I mean, comedians do it nowadays where they show up in a town and they'll do three nights at. You know, three nights at Call of the Office, yeah. then they'll move on to Toronto, and they'll do fucking two nights at Horseshoe Tavern. Yeah. Fucking, you know? Yeah. Like, that makes a lot of sense to me, for sure. It
0: is interesting to be like, oh, you know what? I don't really want to see this band in, like, an arena, but I'd love to see them with, like, 150 people, like, in this, you know?
2: Yeah, getting, that's, like, that's the other side of it, where 21 Pilots are going to be in a fucking 300-person cap room. Yeah. And then the show's going to be different
1: yeah i think it's i think it's a really interesting idea like and and i think that they did touch on this in the article is that um depending on the act and depending on the band you know uh there there are some bands that uh you can't you can't fit them into lee's palace or you can't fit them into call the office you know you could try to fit you two into call the office I'm sure their egos are too big to fit in yeah. anyways you know <laughs> get like that effects unit in through the front but door. like <laughs> even yeah well that's the thing right is that like with I don't know I know the edge has like a guitar for every song the like the just the sheer logistics of getting certain bands into venues like that is just I don't even want to think about it but I think like I would think that as a band if you're touring and you're sort of staying in one place for an extended amount of time like It'd be kind of nice, you know, because you don't have to, like, like uproot yourself 12 hours later and, you know, fuck off somewhere. Like, you can kind of settle in. Like, I would think it would be nice for the band. Absolutely,
2: For sure. Yeah, I think that'd be a much more comfortable way of
0: doing it. Yeah, it keeps everything fresh, too. You're just in a place for a week. And then, like, you can... The set can just kind of always be different because it's like, well, this... Might not work in like this version might not work in the arena or like this wouldn't work at the small venue or mm. whatever so you get to like play with your own thing
1: mm-hmm. i love playing with my own thing yeah <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the delay
0: made that joke so that much great. better you're we
1: like
2: watching him ponder <laughs> i know
1: well it's great for me because like when i say when i say something that i'm hoping you'll laugh at there's like, it feels like an eternity before you yeah. and i'm like, yeah, oh my yeah. God, I'm so it's stupid. You know what's
2: great is that we can, if, if we do some long-winded thing and then we stop and we wait for you, you just just give us a yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: oh, he's definitely going to have like a lot to say on this one. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> I know i know it's bad i'm like trying to I'm, my mental energy is so focused on the delight. you're doing great <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're doing yeah, great, dude. <laughs>
0: all right well then this raises the question what band that you would guarantee like it would be in an arena show that you'd want to see it like a smaller venue Ooh, in your fuck. whatever your hometown or wherever even if you, if you have a venue in in mind
1: uh okay give me a few seconds here um Oh, man, that's tough. Like, okay, so it would have to be an arena band normally, right?
0: Like, if they're coming, yeah. they're going to, like, I don't know, the ACC or fucking... What's even, like, a... What's a venue in Toronto that's, like, kind of mm. mid-tier but still big?
2: Like, Sound Academy. I know it's not called that anymore. Oh, but like, yeah, but, yeah. You know, like, Alexis on yeah. Fire played there for their second last... Second last, in quotes. Yeah. <laughs> fucking <it>, guys. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, so something like that. Even like mm-hmm. in for or for London, like even um, if they're going a music hall
2: or something. For me, I'd say Wolfpack, dude. Oh yeah, like called off because it's like I ten would... people, right? You know, that'd be kind of cool <laughs> to see them like fucking set up. Like half of them would be on the floor. Yeah, and call dude. the office.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just this mine is Slipknot for sure. Oh yeah, I don't that'd even like listen to Slipknot. Yeah,
0: that's a good. Answer. I would
1: just love to see Slipknot like break several laws trying to play call the office yeah yes
2: yeah that'd be sick yeah that would be great You'd... Or seeing them like just, i'm like, even just imagining lee's now
0: palace. oh yeah
2: because like it's big still but like fucking what's that Craig? seeing slipknot play like fucking lee's palace like it's still big but like you know like you would just it'd just be so over capacity <laughs> <laughs> just way too many people in there
1: yeah well like like can you imagine dude like there's just like there's, like, you know, fucking giant drums just, like, floating around in the crowd. And there's, like, one of them is, like, probably in the crowd surfing the entire show, like, probably doing cocaine or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. it would just be insane. Doing math like, into their dicks. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say Radiohead originally, to be honest. Because I think that Radiohead's probably a band that, like, they benefit from all, of the, all the theatrics and all the stuff that you get at an arena. But they're also... I think you can probably get the best of I th- I feel like that's a band that could probably exist in either medium. Whereas, like a band like Tool, I think Tool needs the arena. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Maynard needs that mystique of being For able sure. to hide.
0: And, For sure. Maynard, <laughs> Maynard can't be walking through the crowd to get to the stage. No, fuck no. Yeah. You must conceal that man yeah. at all times. He has to float down from a
1: cloud and be on the
0: stage.
2: Whereas Tom York, like he could definitely just, he could, I feel like he would thrive in the intimate small. Oh, yeah for sure.
1: I think so, too. Tom York could, like, just, like, slip in, and he'd be wearing a hoodie, and nobody nobody would even... Yeah, they'd be like, you know, oh, there's the sound twice. guy. And be like, Oh, there's some fucking <laughs> yeah. guy.
2: The sound guy that had a stroke yeah. four
0: yeah. years ago. Like, oh, that
1: guy's eye looks kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I don't know, like, what I mean, obviously, I'd, I mean, my, my real answer is probably, like, Queens of Stone Age, but dude, trying to see, like, even like Kiss for the same reasons of like Slipknot of like just trying to do that kind of big of a show at Call the
2: Office. I'm going to tell you why I would not want to see Queens of the Stone Age mm-hmm. in a small venue and it's because they are so fucking loud. <laughs> That's true. That they do. I was I saw them at Budweiser at, at Budweiser Gardens in London and it was just way too fucking loud. Like at at Um Molson Amphitheater it was uh, fucking what's it called now Budweiser Stage. Yeah. Um, like, outside, it was fine. But, like, yeah. as soon as they were indoors, it was just fucking ear-piercingly loud. Yeah,
0: I was, like, front row for the amphitheater show. And I don't remember it being that loud, but I do remember at Budweiser Gardens it being, like... Way too loud. Very they also loud. have,
2: like, four guitars on stage, though, right?
0: Yeah, like, there's so much music happening on
2: yeah. that stage. Yeah, L- mm-hmm. a very busy. But, like, fucking, if, if they pack that into Call
1: the Office... I was gonna say, were you guys at the one... Where Royal Blood opened up? Yeah, Yeah, both of
0: those—the amphitheater and the Budweiser show—they're both Royal Blood. Yeah,
1: I was at the—I was at the amphitheater one too. Yeah, sweet.
2: I yeah, that's—it's so funny. Like that show, and like um, when Billy Talent came to London, like in two thousand eight or whatever. Like everyone was at that show. Oh really? Everyone (laughs) I know was at that fucking show. I
0: I was—I was—I saw Billy Talent in... Whenever the last time they came to London was. Like Oh 20- yeah, for Rock the Park? No, okay. Then before they were I saw them at Budweiser Garden whenever I, the first year in London. So like twenty eighteen. No. Yeah, twenty seventeen.
2: I thought they played like Call of the Office like a, like not long ago too. I don't know. I saw sure. them
0: I missed the nil, but the nil and monster truck opened.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. would have been. Um, that was like yeah, 2017 or something. Yeah, something what? Like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. That was actually uh, Ross's first tour with uh, with the Nil. He was like just a fill in at
1: the time. Oh really? Yeah, he, that's cool.
2: He was just the fill in bass player. The Nil
1: are so good. Yeah, they're like I my think favorite I saw too. them, Fuck, when did I see them last? I can't remember if I saw you at that show, Caleb. You might have. been Oh there. yeah, that was
0: a Rum Runners. Um, was
1: it Rum Runners? I thought it was called The Office. The Niller are crazy, though. I just remember, like, as soon as as uh, as soon as their set started, and I think the lead guy's name is Luke, and I was like, okay, so this guy is a front man, and he's more confident than I will ever be, <laughs> yeah. and he is fucking good at Incredible what he does. Incredible
2: voice, such a great lyricist. Like, it's just all yeah, around so yeah, good. And, yeah, he has just that, mm-hmm. like, front man energy. Yeah.
0: Like, Just that thing that you're born with. Yeah, he really does. But he
2: also just has, he has like the, like you can just Mm -hmm. steal a lot of his moves. Very stealable moves. Yeah, definitely.
0: I think the thing that like, (laughs) that I was like, yeah, I fucking like this guy was at that Run Runner show. He just made, he went on some speech about, how he wanted Juno, and I think he like swore something. He said, "He said I, weed is tight." Right, that's right. And then his mom gave him shit. He was yeah. Like, he was like, "You know what, mom? When you win a Juno, you can say whatever the fuck you want." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he said, "Super worth it." Yeah.
1: <laughs> he's got like the Pete Townsend like power stance thing. all the time. Yeah, all the time. He's he's a huge, huge all fanatic. the time.
0: Yeah, that's sick.
1: It's definitely that same kind of like who energy, you know? Like, you can definitely see that sort of like punkness that the who had, that the nil have, even though, like, the last few songs I've heard from the nil, it's it's pretty um, it's it's just like I don't want to say mainstream rock because that seems to have a negative connotation, although it shouldn't, but he like it does like there is kind of like an accessibility to their new stuff but they still kind of have that like punk vibe that like i just always think of the who as having that kind of vibe yeah
2: they've been having a little bit of a pop punk rinse every now yeah. and then
1: with their, some of their songs but
2: yeah they totally still have that grit that we don't give a fuck grit absolutely
0: yeah they got that like yeah. just that classic like i think i said that b- before when we were talking about fuck art where like there's just something that's so like classic Rock and roll about their guitar tone that they figured out that yeah. it's like, how did you get like that's just like the rock guitar yeah. tone. It's just like you know what it the is, dirtiest.
2: super inconvenient equipment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> six twelve fucking tube amps, nineteen seventies <laughs> guitars. That yeah. You have to fucking
1: put in mm-hmm. like
2: thousand dollar road cases. That's what it is. The inconvenience, yeah. the excess.
1: Yep, like a. Thirty pound Les Paul custom. Yeah, dude. Yeah,
2: yeah. That man's gonna have a curved spine very soon. <laughs> but that's rock and roll. That's so okay. but that's rock. I yeah. know
1: that's rock. Yeah, you're not a fucking rock star if in sixty years you don't look like a hunchback. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> they've they've all shrunk a foot. <laughs> Actually, so
0: um, yeah, we were last time I was home, we had like a a birthday party for my buddy Drew who had just turned thirty, and uh, I walked in dressed like I had like a sleeveless shirt on and one of my like button ups and it come come back and Drew's like that's not a loud enough shirt. And I like I'm laughing and he's like, I'll get you a chair. And he gives me the chair. And I just like sit down, like kind of like slumped in the chair. And like all these guys who are like either just turned 30 or turning 30 are like sitting so nicely in these chairs. And and Drew's like, look, look, this fucking rock star over there has got no
2: regard for posture. Just <laughs> slumped in the chair. He's, he's, gonna, he's not no, gonna be able, able to stand straight for five that. years. I, I will <laughs> sit so low in the couch, man, like every time like my my neck is on the backrest. That's it. And you're a tall boy too, so I'm you're you're already rolling the dice. Legs legs <laughs> flat on the ground.
0: <laughs> Greg's already rolling the dice on a bad back, and then yeah. he's got a horrible posture.
2: Totally, <laughs> the worst posture. How tall are you, Craig? I'm six one. I thought I've been saying six two for a long time. Mm-hmm. We found out I'm six one. You could say six two. Um but I'm six three with cowboy boots on. That's depressing. But, You'd be six five if you had but better I'm, posture. But I'm like four feet of legs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's fucked. <butt. laughs>
1: <laughs> like it's stupid. Yeah, yeah there's good. no way around it. <laughs> I mean like if you're gigging enough. Yeah, you're screwed. Like you're just you're fucked. I mean, depending on what guitars you're playing, but like I'm playing a Les Paul and my back is aching too already. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure.
2: You
1: can't, you just, whatever you do, you can't get that dad
2: backpack strap, like the two shoulder strap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you cannot do
0: that. <laughs> that doesn't look cool. You'd have to do it under your shirt so nobody could see.
1: Oh,
2: no, no it's so not rock and roll.
0: <laughs> mm hmm. All right, let's bitch about Spotify.
1: No, no. yeah, so, fucking
0: Spotify. So it was funny because I Fuck yeah. I sent this. <laughs> I sent this link to Sam yesterday, and then he like started ranting on Instagram, and then he's like, "I'm gonna save this for tomorrow." Yeah. <laughs> so, so to Phil Craig, I guess, and the listeners, in I have this article. I was on LinkedIn last week, and uh, this came up, uh, and then headline for this. This actually kind of pissed me off. So uh, Taylor Swift doesn't need to earn streaming royalties, according to former Spotify boss, who said the company is a distribution platform that wasn't built to pay artists. Who said that? That is a former boss at Spotify. Um, wow. Anderson, something Anderson. I'll get this name. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah so actually so before we get into this i'm just gonna quickly read this like thing so this all came out because there was like a conference that this guy was speaking at and like somebody asked him about uh like royalties or whatever right which is a constant thing so just real quick so this is uh what this anderson dude said um okay okay so we should talk about entitlement I mean, I have an issue with Taylor Swift's comments. I have this issue with it, and we'll call it entitlement. I mean, I consider myself an artist because I'm an inventor. Because I'm an inventor. Now I freely give away my patents for nothing. I never collect royalties on anything. Uh, he doesn't think that she needs the, like, the payment per stream, which is like point zero zero one or whatever. Um, Spotify was created to solve a problem. That problem was piracy and music distribution. The problem was to get artists' music out there. The problem was not to pay people money, is what this guy said.
2: I give all my stuff away for free now
0: <laughs> that I'm a fucking millionaire, you yeah. piece of shit. Fuck it you. It's so it's like it's I don't really quite know how I feel. Because on one hand, it's like, okay, yeah, there something needed to come up to like solve the problem. Piracy issue, and on the other hand, as like a small the whole reason I ever got Spotify was because I was pirating everything, right? And then I came to London, and there's all these new bands that I was finding that like mm-hmm. local bands that I like couldn't steal their shit, <laughs> and pretty right. much the only way to listen to it was like either Bandcamp or just get a fucking streaming platform. Yeah. So like on that sense, streaming is great because like more people have ever heard my band than ever would have had mm-hmm. it not been for. I won't say Spotify, but just streaming in general. Right. Um, but it's still wild that there's not something built in to pay people better.
1: Oh, man. I have, Yeah. I have so many, so much. I don't even know. <laughs> off. Um, You're off. Uh, okay. I just came up with this. This is a half baked philosophy that I came up with five seconds ago. Um, I think, I think like the biggest problem is that, um, Like, aside from whether it's file sharing or streaming or, you know, physical albums, like, I think, I think kind of like there was a time in the last, you know, like last century in the 20th century where like it was really in vogue and like commonplace to go out to see shows. You go out to see bands. That's how you learn about bands. I don't, I'm not an expert on this, but I would think that that's probably the foundation of the, music industry, is was that process of people having interest going to see live bands. And I guess at some point in the last, I mean, basically in my lifetime, like in the last 30 years, um, that's kind of just sort of gone down the tubes. I don't know. Like I'm thinking of the last, maybe like Nebworth, when Oasis played Nebworth and they played to like a quarter, I, I don't remember the ratio, like a quarter of everyone in England or something like you know we yeah um yeah but like since that time it's like i guess i i just it seems like people don't go watch shows anymore so i think that that kind of puts like um that inhibits what the music industry was built upon so then there was like this panic in the last two decades to figure out a way to unfuck it and streaming came up. And um, it's a weird thing, man. Cause, like, if I think, and I'm sure you guys can relate to this, if I think about like how much thought and energy and how much I drive myself crazy about the songs that I'm creating, and then sort of realizing that like there isn't, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to see money that's commensurate with the effort that I put in. Like, that's a really weird thing. Um, I don't even know how I feel about it yet. I just think that it's a weird um it's a really being a musician, basically being a musician sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's we 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 pick
2: the shittiest that's, one. We're we'd be better off being painters at this point. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's it's such a weird yes. comment to me because it's like I think that that's fine to say Spotify was built to solve an issue and not to pay artists, but you can then change, you can change that. Yeah, you can be like you can But turn now it. we have to, fucking yeah, change this like, shit up. You yeah. could still change of like holy fuck, like Spotify specifically can be like, yeah, dude. Like now we've even revolutionized further. We're like we're getting artists paid fairly mm-hmm. for what they do. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the same company that's trying to just fucking monopolize podcasts, and you're like, yeah. it's so frustrating to be like. Joe Rogan gets 100 million fucking caller Daddy gets 60 million. Like all these people are getting millions and millions, like unheard of amounts of money for like the exclusive rights to their show. Right. And it's like, hey, man, could I just get paid fairly for my one song? I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. (laughs) When the plays come in, like fucking they're they're just like, here's 10
2: million dollars, Joe Rogan, flat. Yeah. Just for the rights to have your podcast. Yeah. But then it's just like, hey, um, can I get like the $7 worth of streaming that I accrued this this week? Nah, fuck that. Yeah.
1: (laughs) What do you mean? It's there. It's in your account. Yeah. Like. Okay. This. Okay. This is the one thing that I kind of. And this is what I was going to say to you yesterday, Caleb, that I kind of call bullshit on is the idea that, I mean, it sounds like this person is just making an excuse because he realized that he put his foot in his mouth by saying that Spotify wasn't created to compensate artists. So he said it was created to, whatever, disseminate artists' content freely so that everyone can hear it. But it's like, I kind of think that if file sharing had kept going at the rate that it was going, eventually we would be getting to a place where, you know, I would go see Lost Arts and I'd get their CD and I'd go the fuck back to my computer. I'd burn that CD and then I would put it on a file sharing site. Like, I feel like file sharing could have gotten to that place. So it just, it sounds like that, that ex-Spotify guy just put his foot in his mouth and then was trying to backtrack by saying, oh, you know, Spotify was created for this noble purpose of, uh propagating art but like i don't, yeah. i don't buy it like
2: he accidentally said the truth right. it's just like yeah <laughs> like we didn't make this company to pay you guys yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's what it was it's like yeah. what do you mean like we we were getting the music out to everyone the same way everyone else was getting it we yeah. just wanted to get paid for it yeah. i guess that's
0: true right it's like i never didn't tell people about the bands i was finding that i loved i think like yeah, you're. It it is easier to find a band on the other side of the planet now that you would have probably never heard of, or you know, it wouldn't have been as easy to to find them. And in that sense, it's great. But mm-hmm. I also agree with you, where you're like, yeah, man. If I go see Plants at a show, like like I already did without Spotify, like when we played together, I was fucking telling everybody about it, and it was easy when you had them, when you guys released that EP. It's like fucking listen to this, listen to this, but it would have been no different than if when I get the CD of like, now all of my friends have it. Like (laughs) you need to go listen to this shit.
1: Yeah. It's a weird thing, man. Like it's, uh, cause yeah, I totally agree with that too. Like there are so many bands, like some of my favorite bands. I, I, I don't know how I would have figured out about those bands were it not for these streaming platforms. Like I'm thinking, um, a band like failure or a band like swerve driver, the band from england like i probably wouldn't have found out about them and you know they have one of my all-time favorite albums so like it's it's i don't know it's a crazy consumer culture that we're all in and spotify is like this i mean not just spotify but streaming services in general it's like this unlimited um you know fountain of content that we're all privy to and we can all get in on it and that's great but um yeah, at the end of the day, it's like it's still kind of fucked up because people are putting their you know heart and soul into these records and they're not they're not getting compensated fairly. So it's it's a double edged sword or something.
2: <laughs> but the other thing that you have to keep in mind is that physical record sales are at an all time high right now. That's true. Or all or sorry, record high for I think the last like twenty years or something. Right. Like that. Right, it's on the upswing. Yeah, so that's a good thing. I mean, people mm-hmm. are, but it's just—it's still so tough. Because yeah. I mean, like Spotify, the the whole appeal for artists is like, you can't afford to press your record, or like you, like, hey, yeah. there's there's no cost in putting your shit on here. Yeah. But at the end of the day it's like yeah there's no cost but we're gonna take all of your fucking revenue yeah yeah (laughs) i was
0: i was was actually just thinking like (laughs) what sam Mm -hmm. said it sucks to be a musician it's just like this weird plight that you have of like at every turn there's like somebody that wants to just make money off of you and doesn't want to doesn't want you to make that money
2: but they never tell you. They, yeah, they're yeah. like they're like, "No, we're helping." Yeah. And you're li- you're like, "They're helping." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> hey, so like we're we're a startup uh, record label. <laughs> we want to we want to give you a record deal. They want to help us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? Like, "Oh shit.
1: Wait, you're telling me that I don't yeah, get any of a... the money?" <laughs> I was I was watching I was watching something on YouTube a few weeks ago and it was it was a like fairly detailed video just about the music industry and obviously it was a very one-sided video about the music industry but it was it was kind of like for me it was really illustrating how and I don't want to put music industry people on blast or say that what they're doing is unethical to be honest I don't know enough about the industry to make an opinion but I think that you know we're there's this thing where record companies are kind of taking advantage of the enthusiasm of these artists who are like listen we'll we will pay for this album for you to go make your art and your and as an artist you're like oh my god that's killer so like you kind of have your blinders on and you've got these blind spots that are sort of preventing you from reading the fine print in these on these legal documents um and then you realize that you're kind of you know in cases with these big, big companies, you're just perpetually in debt. So you have to keep making albums. So you think that your, you know, your, your art is good enough and being validated in such a way that people will actually pay for you to make it, which feels great. But then you realize that you're just constantly paying back the record company. It's this really weird thing.
2: Yeah, there's a I I don't know if it's a movie or a, or if someone said this to me once, but it was like if you see a drummer drinking a Pepsi at, at a recording session, you better believe that they're paying, they're drinking that Pepsi at a 30% markup. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Like it's, none of it's fucking free, man.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh no. Incredibly depressing. No, definitely not so pay us more <laughs> please
2: hey jeff get out of the mm, rocket and yeah. start the record label <laughs> and give everyone a billion
0: dollars yeah that's what we need we need jeff bezos to i guess i was gonna say start i guess yeah. amazon music is a thing oh well, yeah i but. guess yeah fuck he's <laughs> just as bad as the rest of them <laughs> yeah.
1: never mind jeff we don't we don't want you never memory. mind
2: go to the moon or something. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Is he the uh, is he the Amazon or Spotify guy? He's
2: the Amazon, he's the Amazon guy. guy. He's he's going up in a so. The by Amazon. the time this podcast goes live, he'll be going up in a rocket like tomorrow. Jesus. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Him and his brother. Yes. And what, does does another guy get to go or did they not do it's that? Some some guy that won like an auction Fuck or off, some Jeff. shit. So basically, yeah. what we're hoping is that it explodes <laughs> 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 on live television. <laughs> That would be nuts, actually. That'd be a wild way to go. You have fun on Mars, you bastard. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> he, just, he just gets up there. Hey, how do we get back? Yeah. You didn't figure out how to get back? <laughs> <laughs> Let's do some uh have you been listening mm. to the show? We have segments now. We have a segment called Listen to the Shit.
2: Listen to this shit. Listen! Hey, However, shit. I'm gonna tack on a bit. So in, in in light of Jeff Bezos's journey to the center of the universe, uh, it's got it's gonna be three songs that you would send up in the rocket with Jeff Bezos. Okay, <laughs> interesting.
1: Fuck, man, that there's a lot of layers to that. Um, yeah, I have been listening to the pod. Actually, I listened to you guys a lot. It's fun, and um. Yeah, I was actually, I was thinking about this Listen to This Shit podcast because I was like, okay, well, you know, I have to pick some bands that people are like, oh, wow, you know, he really knows his stuff. He knows his music. (laughs) And then I was like, well, also. It is actually partially a flex. I should probably be, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, no, but this is legit. Um, I just found out about this band like a week ago and I was like, and I'm listening to them. I'm like, holy shit! Like, they these guys like play guitar kind of like I play guitar, and it, it's uh, the Chameleons. That band is so fucking cool, and I'm so like kind of embarrassed that I just found out about them in the last week or so, just because like it's it's so similar to the kind of music that I try to write, anyways. So I don't know anything by the Chameleons. They're fucking awesome. Um, who else? Oh, okay. And I've also been obsessed with this Bring Me the Horizon record, which I did not see coming. Um, that's a different it's one. Called, <laughs> it's called Ammo. And it's like a, it, yeah, it's it's so good. It's like, um, it's like pop metal. I don't know how else to describe it, but it's really interesting. Um, but now I have to think of something that's very specific to Jeff Bezos. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Something about being bald or going to space. I'm trying to think of a song
1: that, like, a, yeah, like, I'm trying to think of something that, like, approximates the message, fuck off, you rich fuck, but I yeah. can't think of anything. We hope that your
2: rocket explodes in midair.
1: I, I'm going to have to ponder that for Jeff. I gotta, I really have to, you know, learn more about him and, you know, how bald is he? <laughs> and you know, I, need I to figure he all of this like out. He's bald like the whole time. Like he's not like like Elon's like like reverse
2: Jeff Bezos, where like he was bald and now yeah. he's got hair he's in again. Old photos of Elon, and you're like, wait, what happened? Yeah, he he, he like generated he, more hair. He fucking just
0: scalped an old employee. Just scalped and fucking, a Martian. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I was just looking through this playlist <laughs> I had, and I found I think I found three songs for Jeff just based off the title. Okay. So. um so we got "Dead Roads" by Ray the Prince. Nice, cool. "Heaven's on Fire" by by Dude, sick, <laughs> right on. And then and then "Troubles Coming" by Royal Blood. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> good. Just just bad omen songs. Yeah, those are
1: perfect. <laughs> just horrible, horrible omens. <laughs> you just you just oh, imagine I'm, like, like scrolling through Spotify, just trying to find something insulting.
0: You imagine just so, like Jeffrey like. Opens up this public playlist for when he's going to space, right? And then they get ready to go and he hits shuffle, and then like troubles coming pops on right before the blast off. And it's just like, wait a second, <laughs> maybe we shouldn't do this.
2: I would do, uh, I do Elton John's Rocket Man as an obvious. Uh, I mean, now that's a good one, as an obvious one. Um, we do, uh, oh, what was it? I just had it up. Um, Give uh, Father John Misty's Hollywood Forever Cemetery Sings. <laughs> just oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because. And then uh, we'll do the obvious Bo Burnham's Jeffrey Bezos. Uh, dude. Like one and two. <laughs> <laughs> one and two. Yeah, we'll give him one and two.
0: <laughs> just, uh, just imagine him listening to that, like, 30 seconds oh, of Bezos I think 1 of anything the whole time is going up there. <laughs> <laughs> just the whole Ziggy Stardust album. Back.
1: I got nothing. Or what about like Lil,
0: Lily Allen's yeah. "Fuck You" would be a good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or um, uh, that CeeLo Green song.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Just yeah. I think it's just called "Fuck You" as well. I think so. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that works. Why didn't I think it is called "Fuck You"? Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, that was a, that was a fun listen to this shit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then you know, next week maybe it'll be like we'll be like hey so we were just kind of joking but yeah. like pretty crazy what we saw in, in midair there huh <laughs> that would be fucking nuts <laughs> everyone keep your fingers crossed yeah. <laughs>
0: oh my god sam you got anything else that you want to bless us with or whatever you know talk about
1: oh man um yeah i mean i guess i could just like kind of announce our album. Yeah. It's going to be coming out in like the next month. Nice. And yeah, um, yeah we're going to, we're going to s- sort of try to, uh, we're going to leave it for Spotify in September and all the streaming services in September. But before then we're going to, uh, we're going to have our album available for purchase probably in the next month. And that's then, the
2: way to do it. Um, Buy this shit first. Yeah. And it's, yeah,
1: Yes, buy this shit <laughs> buy first because I'm I'm poor and I. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Fuck yeah! Like just off of like uh, oh, doing on Bandcamp. Barely or... hear you guys now. Oh really? What about right now? My lights almost went up By the way, that was yeah, I can. Um, is that on Bandcamp that you're doing that, or just like ordering? I, get, I got you now. Ordering online, like physicals. I mean.
1: Uh, we're going to be doing it through yeah, physicals. We're gonna be using uh physicals and USBs to do it. And we'll um we're also gonna have like a documentary on the USB of us recording the album with Jordan Zadarozny, who's from Blink of the Star, which is a fucking great band also. Um and yeah, and we'll have some uh, some promo codes on there for discounts on merch. Um yeah, so that'll be at some point in the next month, all of that's going to be coming together, and we'll be we'll be uh, um, putting the album out into the world for purchase. That's great,
0: sweet dude. Very excited, very mm-hmm. stoked. Is what is it? Five five songs? You said six songs.
1: Uh, six. Yeah, we were gonna go with five, and then we were like, "Fuck it, we're we want this other song." I can't even remember. Yeah, the then we wrote us, another we, bitch in tune. Yeah, so I had to then go we on. crushed we got, out another hit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's sick. Yeah. It's like, boys, this is a fucking hit song. We can't leave it <laughs> off the album. Listen,
2: it'd be a crime to not let the people <laughs> hear this.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Dude, six is right on the exactly. edge. Do you call it an album exactly. or do you call it an EP? Six is right on that. What is it? It's you know? it's just a record, dude. You know? Mm-hmm. A, what it's is the, it?
2: It's the hit record. Actually, I'm pretty it's sure... It's just s- a record, man. Spotify like, I like, seven yeah. songs. I don't want to
1: be... Like I don't want to be constrained by labels, and I and I don't want you know I just this is my this is my art.
2: Yeah, and we're not it's, mincing words it here. It is it's neither a, an EP nor a an LP. <laughs> yeah, smash record.
0: That's why we turn down every label that approaches us. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Warner. Yeah.
1: Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't understand my vision. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff, not now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
0: Oh man, dude, Not that's now, okay. fucking awesome. Fuck
1: off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, right on, brother. I appreciate you coming on here, man. It's been good to catch up. I mean, we can we can press stop and we can keep talking, but um in terms of the show, I appreciate you coming on here. I miss you. We were supposed to play a show last April and then everything got got <laughs> fucked. So, you know, hopefully at some point in the in the near future I know. there'll be a show in uh uh, whatever, whatever I was gonna say, whatever words are. But uh, <laughs> but anyway, everybody, you have to go listen to Plants. They yes. fucking rip so hard. Uh, we did like a whole tour to Montreal. Oh, is there a Montreal story that you wanted to tell? Um,
1: I don't know. I mean, we're pretty boring. Um, <laughs> we eat oh, a lot of I quinoa. Yeah. I know <laughs> after that show, after that show, Ethan and I were. Quite intoxicated, and we went to a poutine place, um, or a poutine place. My my mom would get mad at me. Apparently in Quebec, it's poutine. And yeah, we just ate like a lot of gravy that night, and that's about the craziest thing that we did. Um, and we regretted it. Uh, we paid dearly for that. Plants for fucks gravy. with gravy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I was actually just thinking the other day about how the uh, the bartender at that place was just. <laughs> so rude and it it kind of it made me it kind of ruined the experience a little bit for me but other than that the bartender yeah do you remember that she was just like so fucked <laughs> like she was just like <laughs> oh, no. so mean like my experience was like nick got a beer right and then i was like yo how much was that and he like told me and i'm like get okay, cool yeah. yeah so i'm waiting and i'm like trying to i'm like standing in this fucking bar like waiting yeah. and then another waitress comes in and she's like Yo, what do you need? And I'm like, I just, I got the same thing Nick did, did, and it was like four dollars more. And oh. I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I thought it was this much money, and they're like, Yeah, that was five <laughs> minutes ago. Like, now it's nighttime prices or whatever. And I'm like, I've been standing here the whole time. Oh no. And oh, no. then so fuck. I like, I like throw down the money, and then the lady's like, Yeah, tip's not included in that price. And I think I threw her like fifty cents and was like "fuck you." And I like I just didn't buy another beer. Damn, the show. Like, that's was, intense. it was yeah. so fucked. I was like, "All right, like fuck you." Like, here's your fucking fifty cent tip. You would have if you like, you would have got a, such a big tip if yeah. you just didn't fuck me on the price of this beer totally, right now.
1: Totally. <laughs> like, that reminds me. I actually do have. It's not even a story. It's just like I was thinking about this the other day and it was that day when we were in Montreal and we were setting up our gear and everything. And um I don't know if you remember Caleb, but like as we were all like moving our gear into the into the venue, there was somebody playing a set and they were playing like um I think they, I think they had like like an electric theremin. Like they had like it was it was weird music. It was interesting. Um and it was just this one this one girl doing her thing and i remember when we started setting up all of our gear um, our guitar player Brad who is I'm, I'm i think at this point is probably notorious for having enormous pedal boards um, is setting up his he's setting up his pedal board and the girl who was who was on the stage before um, i don't know why i thought of this I, it just pissed me off um, she goes to Brad and she's like, oh, you have quite an ostentatious setup here. And I just remember in the back of my mind being like, what the fuck? You were just playing play an electric the theremin. theremin in a yeah. dive bar. Who's ostentatious here? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, um, I don't know. That I just thought of that. And I, I remember in the moment being like very protective of Brad, yeah. but not saying a thing. But for some reason that crept into my head the other day. And I was like, oh, she was why'd you have to be mean
2: why'd yeah yeah I yeah fuck. i was gonna be like you're the know. cool theremin sure. <laughs> yeah, totally yeah. random but that
1: just <laughs> popped into my head
0: we all went to dinner that second night at, i don't know what the restaurant was called but it was like one of the best burgers i would ever had in my whole entire life so that's just that's a, that's, positive, a, that's a positive that's a positive note, <laughs> note yeah, to that's good on montreal. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> yeah that
1: oh no man it was like montreal was so much fun yeah it
0: was it was a good time
1: like And, yeah, that dinner was great, too, where we all got together. That was a lot of fun. I miss you guys. Fuck. Oh,
0: dude. We'll do it. Me, too. Yeah, we'll do it again. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you so much, okay. Sam, for coming on. And once again, go listen to plants. And, um, yeah, dude. Also, this oh, is yeah. our plant. It's yeah. Phineas. This is Phineas the Fern. He's a good boy. And he's a good boy. <laughs>
1: Fuck yeah, Phineas.